0: Christian. And uh, we were, we were, were like greeted and got, I got to know so many incredible kids. And on the Thursday morning, he had um, he had looked quite downclass, this young Jesse. And so I had, had the opportunity to ask him what was going on and how I could pray for him. And he shared with him that he was being bullied quite badly. I'm like day two of a conference and someone is bullying someone. That's just the most awful thing. And so I said to him, "Listen, I'm 46 years old. I can tell you the truth is the truth." And he looked at me and he went, "Sure. And uh, Mervis was going to be leading worship on that Sunday, on that um, Thursday morning. And I thought, "Sure, Mervis is quite, quite cool. Are the kids going to enjoy Mervis' worship? And do you know that our Jesus doesn't have an age or an age gap? Our Jesus and His Holy Spirit will work through whoever wants to receive him? And whoever wants to have him. And so I'm standing at the back and um, experiencing Jesus myself. And Jesse comes up to me and he says, I want to give my life to Jesus. And I had the incredible privilege of leading this young man to, to the one I love the most. And what was profound was I asked him, how do you feel? And he said, I... In worship, my arms were covered with arms that love me, and then I thought, I need to find you, Tracy. And then I thought, sure, Lord, that I could, I could be associated with one of the biggest moments this boy will ever have. And um, that just set me straight on why I do what I do and why I am where, where, I, where I am, and I just wanted to give God some serious praise for that.
1: Cool. So so more exciting news is that we have an opportunity to get together as Josh Jen's from across the the city. I think it'll be Cape Town specifically. We've got a gathering on the 29th of October um, at Lighthouse. So that's not this Saturday coming. It's next week Saturday. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. It's a time where we're going to Meet as one church, one heart from across the city, as a family, for worship, fellowship, um, releasing new leaders. So we'll, be, we'll be praying in new elders and deacons. Um, and it's a, it's a time that, that I would really recommend. If you guys are, are part of this congregation or looking in or, or consider this to be your home, please, guys, do come on the 29th. It's, um, I don't believe that there's need to, to register anything except if you want to make use of the kids' facilities. So there will be kids' facilities available for children ages 4 to grade 4. Um, and please ensure that you register your children for this event online. Registration for kids is um, if you go to www.jossgen.org.za. That's in the intraweb. Uh, josgen.org.za. Um, and register your your kids, ages 4 to grade 4, um, beforehand. Um, and then when you arrive there, you can, um, you can deposit them and, and go and collect them again. Children are not fungible. You have to take the same child back at the end of the day. Um, and I, I'm expecting it's going to be fantastic. You saw what the 412 was great. The 412 get-together, there's just something when you get together as thousands of people. And I expect we're going to be 1,000 plus people there at, at, um, at the Lighthouse next week, Saturday. And it's going, to, it's going to be fantastic. And God's going to do something in us as a congregation, as a as a broad church, and as individuals again. Um, so if the worship team can come up so long, and then maybe Struan. Dude, if you can, um, if you can just share that, that word that you had during the, the prayer meeting while the worship team...
2: Plug
0: in. Yeah, God, thank you that you uh, you bless us, and so we're giving to you what you deserve, and we return to you what you've offered us and blessed us with, and yeah, may this be just for the advancement of your word and your kingdom amongst, amongst us, um, your body and the nations. Amen.
2: Hi guys, this morning if it wasn't this morning. This this evening during prayer. It's quite a small bunch of us there. And I got this picture of a guy carrying his cross, okay? And he's sharing his cross on to somebody else, and he passes it on to the next guy. And he gets his own cross as well. And we all get our cross to, to walk out our, um, our salvation. And then in the one corner of the, the, the picture, I saw a guy looking at his cross and going, this isn't for me. And he dumped it on the ground, and he walked off. And then the other guy gets his cross, and he's really struggling to carry this cross. And he comes along with the elders and the the guys that are there. And he's like, you know, can you help me carry this cross? Because this is just too much for me. And, you know, we've...
1: Back.
2: here we go so we, we, we've all been given a cross okay and the elders as well we've all been given a cross to walk out our salvation but some of us are given a cross to help others carry our own cross carry your cross and carry it well we've all been given a, a way to walk out our salvation and it's not going to be easy but these guys have been brought among us so that they can help us Walk out our salvation.
1: Okay. Alright, Kuka, we're gonna worship now. If you can feel to join me up front, yeah. If you wanna stay in your seat, that's fine. If you if you wanna maybe venture, be a little bit more brave and come to the front or step out into the into the aisles, and we're gonna worship. Sam? Go for it, bud.
2: It was 30 degrees today, but if you want to close your eyes, lift your hands, and just pour blessing on Him from your heart, I'm going to sing the same song, but just pour out of your heart, out of your soul, out of your mind, just bless the Lord.
3: The King of Kings
1: rain yes, god thank you lord that death is a historical fact and 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 so true and that your life that you being alive is is, is, is a current reality lord
4: Father God, we know that you sent Jesus to the cross for the salvation of the world, and that he rose again so that people could be saved, and that we might be the only Christian that one or two or three of people that we don't meet this week, over the past while of our lives, and even back to school, Father, that those people that we were in touch with, that you would touch them, that you would send us out into the world. For the sake of the salvation of the world That death did not hit back, And he old worked all worked on feedback. back And now we call them forth in Jesus' name That we know that our Redeemer lives in this world, that you came to seek and save, Father, and that you'll send us out into the world so that people will be saved, that we would find the world and make disciples, Father. And we call those people out by name, Father, that he is, he, as Lazarus was called, false, Father, we ask that you're saved, and, you, and right now, if you know of somebody that you've been praying for that has, needs salvation, then cry out to God so that those people will come out of the grave God, we pray for Delian, we pray for Alex, Father, we pray for Florence. We pray that you would bring us out of the grave and into salvation, Father, that you would empower us by your Spirit to do the work that you've called us to do, Father. In Jesus' name.
5: So, Father, we want to. thank you for these moments that we can be in your presence Lord, that the heavens are open in a sense Lord, that you can come into the depths of our souls and transform us encourage us, rebuke us, whatever it is Lord that we need to look more like you, to be more on fire for you, to be more eager to see those who don't know you as Lord and Savior to know you, Lord, that you can do that right now, and you are maybe doing that already in some of us. Lord, we are so very aware that um, faith comes from hearing the Word of God. Lord, even as we go into time of just um, hearing your Word of God, that you will build faith in us tonight. Lord, that all the stuff of the world and the problems of the week, that's gone and possibly the problems of the week coming Lord that those things will be silenced in a, in a sense Lord that you will be the loudest voice in this auditorium tonight Lord you'll be the loudest voice in our minds and our hearts Lord that that anything that's not of you God that that thing will fall to the ground and die immediately tonight Lord that there will be something supernatural changing in us tonight and Lord you're the only one that can do that thing. Uh, you're the only one that can make us not like us <laughs> more like you so maybe where you're standing and just um, in this time of worship before we get to our seats and stuff maybe if you can say something to the Lord tonight just go God I'm here tonight for you I'm here for you to change me I'm here for you to build faith or to restore something that's maybe broken just you and the Lord quickly and if you don't know the Lord he can hear you too he's, he's still you. so even this might be your first time doing that but just say God I'm here for you I'm not here because it's a good idea I'm here because of you and what you want to do in me. So do something in me. Just ask Him now. I ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. kids are going to go out. Robbie, did you get my WhatsApp, dude? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we spur of the momenting tonight. So, um... Um... Oh, like a, Thanks, Sam and the team. This is very cool. Very cool worship time. <coughs> so, um... This might get messy tonight because um, I'd, I'd planned to preach something different. We came out of the leaders camp this weekend and I thought I was going to do that. But we're not going to do that anymore. So I've sent screenshots to Robbie. He's frantically trying to figure out some scriptures for us. Um, but it was just like, God, when I was sitting in my bed, I've had a headache the whole weekend. And I sit in my bed, I'm like, man, it doesn't feel like what we're planning to do is what you want to do. And then I, he, he sent me to this I'm sure I've preached in this congregation, so if you, if you remember it, just follow along still. We do forget things. Um, and then, like, all the words came, like, Gerald's thing with the faith and the, the finance, and then um, Victor and the salvations and what God wants to do. And I'm like, okay, I think we've heard the Lord. I think he's already set the thing. So thank you for that, guys. Um, and so I want to look at um, Noah tonight quickly and... Um, I want to look at two things. I want to look at the faith that molds us into the people that God can use and the fear that will move us into action. I mean, I, f- I think it fits in very well with what Victor was feeling. The ark is a picture of salvation. It was It's like if you take the gospel of Jesus Christ, he came and he, he walked this earth, he gave up his heavenly realm, and he walked as a man so that he could die on our behalf to take our sin, his, our sin upon himself so that we could be free and it could be some way that we could have a, a relationship with God again. And then in his resurrection, is sitting in heaven right now going, I want them to follow me <laughs> and to know me and to love me and to be full of my spirit and to not be mediocre Christians but Christians on fire for Jesus. That's the salvation. So the ark is a picture of that. Hey Dennis, how's it? Like I can see you. Sorry, I'm ADHD, so I'm gonna like when I see people I love and uh i 'm missing, and so noah 's story is a salvation story it 's the ark is a picture of the grave, and their family is a picture of resurrection and coming out of that grave and repopulating the earth and there's two things that that got them there: it was the fear of the Lord, I and mean, we look at that very quickly, and then it was the faith that he had worth the fear of the lord um, and so let's read the uh, can you go to Hebrews eleven uh, verses seven? Um, and it says this while you're looking, we'll get it. It says, "By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he commended uh, condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith." This is a hectic scripture. It's like by faith Noah being warned of things not yet seen, and that's faith. Faith is, and I hear this a lot from Christians, and I've done this myself a lot, actually. Faith is, God, if you show me where you want me to go, well, not faith. If you show me, I'll go there. Or if you speak so loudly, or if you make something speak in the clouds, or I don't know what it is. If you show me, I will have faith to go. That's not faith. That's seeing. That's, it's, faith, it's living by sight, not by faith. Faith is, God, I do not know how this thing is going to work out. I am full of fear. I don't know even if I'm hearing you, but I think I am, and I can't, I can't see how A is going to equal B, but I'm going to step in. That is faith. How many of us are living by sight, or by feeling, and we call it faith, and it's not actually faith? Think about that. And so Noah, can you keep it up? Sorry, can you just keep them up until I ask for the next one? So, being warned of Things is concerning events not yet seen. But like you got to understand this. It's not. They're not saying not yet seen. Not yet conceived. No one had ever built a, a boat in that area. It's in Iran or Iraq. It's, it's desert. I don't even know where he got the trees from. Like they had no concept of what a boat was. That's a desert. They probably hadn't ever seen rain. So it's not even like a concept that we might know of. It's. God was speaking to him about stuff that was totally foreign to everybody around him. <laughs> That's crazy. And then he says, it's, "Um, or well, reverent fear, or holy fear." And so, what is the fear of the Lord? Quickly, let's look at that. <coughs> Excuse me, and then we'll because uh, the fear of God moved Noah into action, and the fear of God should move us into action. And so fear can do two things. It can demobilize us and stop us in our tracks. It can make us shrink back. It can wobble us. And that's like horror, like horror, Hollywood horror fear. You know, like when you're like, and there's a guy running with a butcher knife after you, and you just want to run away and hide. It's not that fear. That's not what the Word of God is speaking about here. It's a holy, reverent Fear. And I think the fear of the Lord is this. It's the way we understand God to be to us. And I think Diane said it a few weeks ago or months ago now. She said, guys, don't fall into the trap of worshiping not the real Jesus. We can make pictures up of who we think Jesus is or should be, like a rusted Jesus or a peace Jesus or a a moonshine Jesus or whatever we make the world is making him to be. Those aren't the real Jesuses. The real Jesus is a whole other thing. It's the son of God. It's the creator of the universe. He's the savior of the world. <laughs> He's the one that redeems. He's the one that brought us back into faith with God the Father because of his sacrifice. And so fear, the fear of the Lord is going, that's who you are. And because you like that, when my life sucks, and when God, you're calling me to do stuff I don't want to do, or go to places where I don't want to go, or go speak to that dodgy looking oak there with, like at the shopping center and I'm like, ah! The fear of the Lord is, God, I'm going to go where you want me to go because of who you are. Does it make sense? Like one person got it. Like, thank you, not you got it. For you. The fear of God is also this. What God loves, we love. The way God thinks, we start thinking. What he hates, we hate. And I think as Christians, we get away with a lot of rubbish. Because we call it Christianity where we, I'm doing this because the Lord told me, no, you're doing this because you're sinning your life and you've been a savage now, come on. And you're trying to be comfortable, you're trying to do it on your own strength, or you're trying to become. you know, it's like, God will often call us out of our comfort zones. He'll often call us against our default natures. He'll call, because he wants to use Brett and you, put your name in there. To glorify His name, and so if He just uses me in the good things I'm good at, actually be like that's just Brett. But if He calls me to do something I can't do on my own ability, and it's only by Him that can do it, then they're like, "Geez, that I should not be doing that." <laughs> there must be something bigger at play. And so the fear of the Lord is an amazing thing. It's seeing God for who He really is and the power that He. Is and the knowledge that he is and the life that he is and the grace that he is and the mercy that he is to the point that we can only do what he wants us to do because of who he and what he's done, <laughs> and more than that, because of who he is in his very essence. Okay, very quiet now. Maybe I started off too hard. I'm sorry. And so Noah somehow goes, You're I'm going to do this because of you, God, because you are faithful to me, because you are God and I am not. <laughs> That's so cool. Do you live your life like that? Do I live like my life like that? Sometimes. Sometimes I mess it up because I'm, I'm a chop. And if you're honest, sometimes you mess it up because you chops as well. We're all chops. That's why we're the sheep, you know, the chops, you see that? Not a lamb chop. Someone thought lamb chop you there. Trying to... <laughs> and so God doesn't want us to be immobilized. He doesn't want us to shrink back. And yes, sometimes things look daunting. But our God is big. Actually, our God is not big. Our God is awesome. In every way. He's bigger than our problems. He's bigger than our worries. I know when you're in those problems and you're in those worries, it feels like... The... The world is, I mean, we will be real. Sometimes it just feels, oh, I don't know how we get out of this. But if we believe He's sovereign, and He's greater God, and it's His church, and He's the head of the church, and He died for the church, and He's building His church, and we are His church, and He loves us dearly, somehow He'll give us the grace to get over that through, through the fear of who He is. To us, so uh, can you put up Psalm twenty-five, fourteen, dude? So this is what happens when we live in the fear of God. So this is kind of like an indicator. If you, well, I'm not coming to this side all the time. Sorry, I'm going to come this side. Sorry, I'm not. I'm going to come this side and read here because I've been reading this. Sam wanted me to do that. So, um, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and He makes known to them His covenant. So in the NRV, in the it's, it's beautiful. It says, for those who confide, for those who are his friends, for those who fear him, he confides in them. So think about this. The God who created everything, who's awesome, magnificent, glorious, can change a person from the inside out in a moment. Take someone who is turning into a werewolf in front of you and just save him. It happened to me once. Not me turning into a werewolf, but someone else turning into a werewolf in front of me. Promise. Too sorry. Sort of not in eyes. Still freaks me out from time to time when it's dark. Um, The Lord confides in those who fear him. This is what he's saying. And this is what we see with Noah, right? He goes, hey, Asher. That's my plan, my purpose. So he comes in. Okay, Tinas. I'm going to use you as a vessel the whole world. For all generations to see. The Yo. And man, think about that. The God who created everything. <laughs> Coming and whispering. His plans and his purposes. And his covenants. And his. In our ears. Yeah. Yo. Don't you want that? A personal relationship with the living God. And so if he's not doing that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe we haven't positioned our hearts to fear him like we should be doing. And maybe there's a little bit of flesh still. And maybe we're trying to live lives our own way. And maybe. But if he is whispering. If he is revealing secrets and truths. <clears throat> maybe you're on that track of fearing him for who he is. And so Noah was a man like that. And God confided in him. And he whispered, he said, I'm going to, this is a hectic whisper, I'm going to destroy the earth, everything in it. I'm going to send floods to wipe out humanity, animals, trees, birds, fish, I mean, everything. Because I'm tired. I look down at the creation i am made, I'm tired. I've seen them take my name in vain and live like they want to live and, I can't, I can't bear it anymore. It's just too corrupt. But you, Noah, and your family are going to be a picture of salvation. And I'm going to save you because you are righteous. And it's so crazy if you go read that story. If you want to read this, it's not a story. If you want to read these events for yourself, let me just give you the, um, it's in Genesis uh, chapter six to chapter nine. And then obviously Hebrews 11 verses seven that I've just mentioned. But he, he goes and he, oh, he um he does that he uses Noah because of the fear that he had of the Lord to bring salvation and cleansing to the earth it's a it 's a, it's a rad story but it 's a very 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 scary story as well so Claire Ferguson theologian says this the fear of the Lord tends to take away all other fears this is the secret to Christian courage and boldness see the other thing that fear does is it doesn't it doesn 't only give us a good picture of who God is, doesn't only allow us to have a personal relationship with him and, and walk in faith, but it actually, it actually leads to obedience. And then the reason why I say that is, in, uh, can you put up Genesis 6.22? So this is about Genesis 6.22, and straight off that, Genesis 7 verse 5, says this, Noah did everything, that, that little word there, just, is so important. So Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So, <laughs> so he gives him the plans for the ark and how the animals are going to come in and everything. And, and, and Noah does just. Not his own thing. Not what he thinks would be better. Not, hey, let me retrofit the ark and maybe I can make a few more amenities here and put like a queen size bed over there or Maybe I'm going to be too close to the piggies there. No, he just as. See, it leads to obedience. And then seven verses, whatever, says this. One chapter four, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. So it's just and all. Sorry, why am I shouting? Sorry, I'm trying to, maybe I'm a little bit excited and a bit nervous and a little bit unprepared. So just mask that with, uh, even that video was so funny. We shot that how long ago? Quite a while back. So we were hoping <laughs> the conference went wild. <laughs> it was so hard. It was like it's faith. It's faith. Luckily <laughs> it turned out well. Anyway, it's so funny seeing that because I had forgotten we had shots in it. Anyways, but um so it's just as and all, and if we want to be God fearers, it's not God I'll do what I think. Is comfortable for me, and I'll just pick and choose how you want it. No, it's just as, and all. And I think we find ourselves in pickles a lot—not in pickle jars, but in a pickle. Thank you. I'm trying to make some, some. Yeah, it's just like tone it down a little bit, you know? Because we we do, we're close to doing just as and all, but we just miss it for whatever reason. And so, Noah is a beautiful example of not of not this. He's a beautiful example of following God to the. R's and the crossing the T's and just the way he built the ark and the what what he used and how he did it. It's just awesome. And so that's the fear of the Lord, just in a nutshell. And it's obviously a bigger thing, but just I just don't want to yeah, I just don't want to overcook it. And then the second part is is so the fear moved God, uh, moved Noah into following God, but the faith that Noah had molded him into a man that could be used. And so there were a few moments that we can look in the story. Um, before I get there, let me just... Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1, quickly. Thanks, bud. You're doing so well for Off the Cuff. It says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hopeful and the conviction of things not seen. And so faith isn't this airy-fairy, wishy-washy thing. It's actually hinged. If you look at a door, there's hinges. Faith, our faith is hinged on assurance and conviction in Christ. It's not just this thing. It's, it's, it's actually concreted into who Christ is and what he's done already and what he will do in the, in the, in the future. <laughs> and when he returns, conquer everything and whew, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait for the horses and the swords and stuff. It's going to be cool. But faith is assurance of things hoped for. What are we hoping for? And I think Noah had that. He was like, I'm, I'm assured, God, that you have spoken and because I'm so sure that you've spoken, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. I think there was conviction. (laughs) Just a picture. It's like one guy and like three sons. And they're building a boat in the middle of a desert that's never happened before. Just imagine the ridicule. Imagine that. It's like, (coughs) what are you doing? Like imagine, I would probably laugh at them. But he wasn't. There was assurance. There was conviction. I think it's not That's faith. Andrew Murray, who lived up the road here, oh, well, kind of up the road, says this, faith expects from God what is beyond expectation. Actually, faith is a, a, a beyond all expectation. Faith warrants something greater than even what we can expect. It's beautiful, eh? And faith, if, even if it's as small as a mustard seed, the Bible says, it can grow to the biggest tree in the garden. Even a speck. You might be sitting here going, yes, this crazy pastor guy shining at us all night. Crazy oak. But just what if God just puts a little speck of faith in you? Yes, you don't know where you could be. You could be here in a couple of years' time doing this to someone else or saving someone's life or... In the, oh. Being life to someone, being a vessel of salvation. And I loved, I mean, I saw it because it's like, you rage. Like, ah, I love raging. Like, I oh, almost headbanging if I had hair. it Would have been fun. <laughs> C.S. Lewis says this, the only real risk, only a real risk te- tests the reality of our belief. Only a real risk checks the reality of our belief. So if we say we believe something and there's no risk attached to that, it's actually non-avoid. But when we go, we believe this, and I'm going to st- we're going to stick to our guns, and we don't care who's laughing or who's spitting at us or who's calling us bigots or whatever it might be, or those who don't want to be our friends anymore, whatever it is. At those moments, when we hold the line, or we want to build church Christ's way, not people's way, and I'm not going to just tickle your ears on a Sunday because that's what, see, so that's like holding, that's holding Jesus, that's going, we have a faith that can mold us into men and women that can be used by him. So there's a few things. Um, and then in Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you're, if you're a son of God or a daughter of God, <clears throat> I don't know about your kids, but my kids, I can see they want to please me as their dad. And I want them to, be ple- I want them to please me, actually. It's like last night we were banging the tent and it got quite late, and I think I had coffee too late. That, that, that cowboy coffee was awesome. But it messed me up. I didn't get my sleep last night, but lying there next to Bethany, and like she's like, she just, every now and again, she just, oh, Dad, I love you. Yes. That pleased me, eh? And then like 20 minutes say, hey, Dad, I love you. Hey, Dad, oh, man. And that's what God wants from us as sons and daughters, you know? Bring tears to my eyes. It's beautiful. So, there's a, there's a, I think there's four things here. Quickly, sorry, I didn't get through my notes in the worship time. <laughs> you know, four things how we see faith molding Noah. The first thing is this: Noah had faith in God, in everyday life. So, something where we get wrong is like, "Hey, God, if you call me to this thing, then I'm gonna my faith will rise and I'll do that." No, that's the wrong starting point. We got to have faith in God in, in our main lives, in our everyday tasks. When you wake up in the morning, try be happier. <laughs> Glorify Christ in faith. I'm not a morning person, so that's why I can joke about that. Because while you're doing the dishes, while you're driving on the road, taxis. Woo, yeah, it's a good test there. Everyone's somewhere like whoo. See, we see. No, it was a man like that. He didn't do anything special. So uh, Genesis 6, verses 8 to 9. You're doing great, Robbie, for being, um, it says this. Now Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, Can you go down to verse 9 as well? Oh, There we go. Listen to this. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. He hadn't been called yet. I think he was just, I don't know what he did. Who knows what he did? He could build a boat after a while. But there's no real luck. He was, who, who's Noah? Go look for, there's nothing. And then in the whole generation, Noah was blameless before the Lord and he walked with God. What does that tell us? He was a man who had faith in his everyday life. Simple so do we have faith in our everyday mundane lives I preach a preach way back for Christmas I think I called it something like majesty in the midst of the mundane where Jesus the king of glory is born in a stable with sheep and smelly shepherds and camels and whatever else it's just like you see this thing of God he just comes this king of glory into a stable like in the normal ordinary he had faith in that beautiful do we have that faith? See, this is the difference between religion and the gospel relationship. Um, see, religion is, I obey, therefore God will reward me. So if I do a certain thing or look a certain way or smell at well, okay, let's back off. We've got to smell nice. That was crossing a line. But if we, you know I mean, like, if we do something, then God is going to be good to us. That's religion. That's just ticking boxes. That's not Christianity. That's not relationship. Someone woke up over there, whoever it was, well done. Gospel is this. God is, therefore I will obey. See the difference? If I do this, God might be nice to me. That's that's religion. But God is who he is, and therefore I want to see the difference. Very subtle, but it's very powerful. And if we get it, life comes and faith comes. Okay, it's everyday life. Second thing. Noah had faith in God in the midst of the, warning and th- the warnings and threats. Let's uh, go to, uh, what is this? Uh, let me read it. It's quite, "Noah, Noah's faith believed both the warning and the promises of God. If he had not believed the threat, he would not have prepared the, an ark. So he would not have received the promise. Men did not prepare an ark or escape from the flood unless they believe that there is a flood coming. That's Spurgeon said that. So think about this. So many of us, we don't want to hear the, the negative side of God. Hey, Brett, if you carry on down this line, if you look at those things that you're looking at, or your attitude is like this, or whatever, hey, pass up, young. You're going to get snook clapped soon. If we don't believe that, well, I'm not looking at anything dodgy. I'm just saying I was just using me as an example. But I'm just like, hey, pass up, young. Something's coming if you're not careful here. If you're not careful to protect your hearts and your mind, here, or if you're, this attitude is coming. Yeah, if we don't want to receive that, we're never going to receive the good stuff. And the Christianity that's been drummed down our throats for up in decades now is God wants you to be absolutely wealthy to your tea. And you've got to dress a and you've got to look a certain way and you got to, it's rubbish. Alex. Thank you. I think it's true, hopefully. No, sometimes he warns us. Sometimes it's because he's a good father, The Bible says, the "Lord disciplines those He loves," <laughs> and it's not discipline like, like. It's not discipline like you might be thinking. It's, this. it's not. It's not sadistical. I'm going to smash you up, and it's not that. It's a loving father going, "Man, I want the best for you, my son or my daughter." And so, faith is God. Okay, you're warning me, because there's something. Greater that you want to do. And see, Noah was that guy. like, there were warnings, there were threats. No one else in that generation heard them except for him. Crazy. Third thing, Noah had faith in God in the midst of the impossible. I want to spend a few moments here because this is my favorite part. Um Tam Boom says this, faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. Think about this, and I've said this again. There was no rain ever. So you had faith where there was no rain. There was no concept rain. Um, The ark, the word ark, is only used two times in the Bible. Interestingly enough. One time in Genesis 6, 14, where it speaks about the ark. And the the only other time is Exodus 2, verses 3. And that Exodus 2, verses 3, is used, it's the same word used for the basket that Moses was put in down the river. Oh. Interesting. And so you see this vessel of salvation in Exodus, in Moses, and who he became. The only other time was the ark and what Noah did and what they became. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The ark is big. It's 150 meters long. So what's this about? What's this about? 35 meters. So three, six, nine, twelve. So it's four or five of these lengthways. Maybe may, may, may way more. Just to get this. It's 22 meters wide. Four stories high. Three stories high. Yeah, 22.5 meters wide and three story building high. Think about this. So five of these things, this is probably less than 23 meters. It's probably wider than this, and it's three stories. That's the size of the ark. Him and his three sons in the desert, ready to get the trees from. How many trees did he have to find? What? How did he get the trees from the ground to there? How did he mill it? I mean, for me, it's impossible for me. Like, we got cranes these days and hydraulics and caterpillar tractors. And you know how many sheep? I love this part. You know how many sheep you can fit in the ark? You know how many lamb chops you can have? Lots. The volume of service was it's 125,000 sheep could fit into the ark. That is a lot of choppies. They didn't put that many sheep in. It's crazy. 125,000 sheep. I mean, that's... They say something like 2,406 species of animals were in that ark. Genesis 7 verses 4. It's crazy. Then it rains 40 days and 40 nights. It takes 150 days for the water to subside. But it's almost a year. From the start to the beginning of that, that water was on the earth. It was just in, Impossible. For our minds to comprehend that. Yet it happened. It's crazy. Yet Noah had faith in the ordinary. He had faith in the ones and threats. He had faith in the impossible. And some of us might be facing impossible, impossible things. Our God is a God of impossibles. And then lastly, I'm going to have to end with this. Actually quite short. I didn't do too badly. This is important one for us as well. Noah had faith in God when no one else followed him. In Genesis 7, verses 23, you can read that. It's like another thing. It took, okay, some guys, they uh, disagree with me on this, but that's cool. I'm happy for you to disagree with me. It took Noah 120 years to build the ark. We read that in Genesis 6, verses 3. During that time, he bore consistent testimony against unbelief and wickedness of that duration, And we read this in 2 Peter 2 verse 5, if you can put that up for me. And in all that time, 120 years, it's like if he did not spare the ancient world but preserve Noah, a herald of righteousness and seven others, when he brought the flood upon the world upon the world of ungodly. Think about this, guys. It's like 120 years of building a, a boat in the middle of a desert where there's never been rain. Not one person followed him in that whole generation. It's <laughs> crazy. It's not like he had faith like for two days or a week or a month. He had faith for 120 years of no one following him. Okay, I get excited or something. Are you guys still with me? <laughs> I'm going to land soon. Okay. It's like, what is this? Yet, yeah, he, he was a herald of righteousness. Every day he went out and built that ark. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. That's what he is speaking. That's what he is preaching. God's glory, God's power, God's salvation for us and our family. Not for you guys, not for you, but you're, you Crazy. So the fear that he had moved him to do this. But the faith that he had molded him into the man that God could use, him. Can we call ourselves, this is where it gets awkward now. This is where you go, hey man, this word message is awesome for that person. <laughs> Let's don't do that tonight. Let's go, God, I'm gonna, you, for me, like... Are our lives an ark for those around us? Do we have the fear of the Lord that burns in us? that we do just as in everything that he's calling us. Do we live by faith, not by sight, by faith? Where, we, where God goes just, the, and you're like, God, because you say, I'm going to do it. Are we men and women who live in our everyday lives with faith? When the threats come and the warnings come, we live by faith. In the impossible, we live by faith, and when 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 no one even like, yes, that you are crazy. Are we those people? Because if we are, what he prayed for, and I think it's a prophetic inkling of what God is saying to us tonight. You're. yo, yo! We'll see demons fleeing. We'll see oh, we'll see salvation. We'll see baptisms through the. At the door, down the road, we'll, oh. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Start something new in us, man. <laughs> so can I pray with us? just <laughs> any water before that. I don't know why I'm so thirsty today. Before I, before I drink, if you are lacking in faith and fear or if you are desiring more of God or if you're not even born again here tonight and you want God to do something and save save you and redeem you and that, while I drink my water, you can think about it and then I would love you to stand with us if it's any of those things. And we're going to pray and ask God's Spirit to come upon us and just do something fresh and new, something that no man can do, only by the, only by the faith that the Word brings. you know? And so I'm going to drink and then think about it. Ask the Lord. And there's no shame in this place. It's just, God, we desire you to take us from where we are now. Just a little bit more look, looking like you do. We didn't want to come in the go out the same as what we came in. No. And so let's just pray together. And let's just spend a few moments in his presence. Just trusting his Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for this amazing, amazing time that we've had with you already. The fellowship, the coffee, oh, the worship, your presence, your word, your spirit using your word to chisel off things and revive things and renew things or Kill things and you' be killed, Lord, we want we're hungry for fear and for faith. We are we're hungry to be the church, the people, your sons and daughters that you desire us to be. And Lord, we are very aware we can't do it on our own ability. It's only by the grace of our God, by you, God, that we can live this life for you. So Lord, we want to pray tonight that you will just pour your spirit. Upon every single willing heart here tonight. That in this moment that there'll be supernatural shifting in the heavens, Lord, and in our hearts, God. So if you're feeling the Lord doing anything in you tonight, would you stand with me in faith? That he's going to do something cool. If you're not convicted, don't stand. That's, I mean, it's not about the standing; it's about the obedience. You know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. It's, let's let's uh, open our hands to Him. Let's open our hearts to Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the anger in this place. And Lord, we want to ask, your It says, ask anything in my name and it will be given. Lord, we want to ask, Lord, and according to your will and your purpose that you will fill us again with faith this evening. Faith that glorifies your name. Lord, if there's any one of us here that have fallen away from fearing you for who you are, Lord, that we ask for the fear of the Lord to come upon us again. Your Word says so many things about the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of life. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of so many things. Lord, that you will, right now, as our hands are out to the heavens, as our hearts are open, as your Word has done its work, that you will do something by your Spirit right now. That we won't leave this place the same. That we'll see boldness and courage rise up, God. Lord, your word says that we've been not being given a spirit of timidity, uh, timidity, but a spirit of power. That we won't fear what the world says about us or does to us or what the enemy comes. Lord, that yet yeah, the fear of you will be so much greater, God. Lord, do you what you need to do? <laughs> Break those cycles of stuff that get us back into sin and death. And the word says we become new creations. Old is gone; the new has come. Lord, help us to live in the new. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to meet Jesus tonight. So as our eyes are closing, is there anyone here that hasn't done this? You haven't got to the place where you've gone, Jesus, I, I kind of know of you. I kind of go to church every now and again. But I haven't bowed my knee to you. I haven't said, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want you to save me from myself, from my sin. From an eternity without you. I've been trying on my own. I haven't got peace. I haven't got hope. I haven't got a I want you to transform me. If there's anyone like that here tonight, Salvation is a free gift for you. And the way you receive it is by believing that Christ, Jesus Christ, is who He says He is, and confessing that with your mouth. And so I don't know if there is anyone. If there is, could you just, we'd love to pray with you. Just like wag your hand at me and just go, hey, baby, that that's me. Just pray with me and we'll do that and we'll end. Is there anyone like that here tonight?
1: I feel like over my
5: shoulder. Awesome. Awesome. So, Lord, we thank you for these moments. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. That went.